Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 44, Comfortable versus Comforting. I had lots of patterns and dysfunctional behaviors that were comfortable because they were so familiar but they were not comforting. That is, they may have been easy to do and hard to get out of, so they were comfortable, like a well-worn groove, but they didn't lead to my well-being. They weren't comforting. That is, I like to say they were comfortable, but not comforting. One of the patterns I had that many people can probably identify with was eating sugar to coat my nerves. Many of us were given sweets to treat our boo-boos when we were growing up, or maybe food in general was the only form of love we experienced. But eating food as a way to coat your nerves for any kind of momentary comfort actually deteriorates our well-being. Not only do we buffer ourselves from feeling the emotions we need to do to make the changes so that our lives don't need to have our coat our nerves coated. It deteriorates our well-being physically and emotionally. It's comfortable to do because we're so familiar with it, but it is ultimately not comforting because it's unhealthy emotionally and physically. Ruminating is another pattern I had that many can probably identify with. I used to think and think and think and think and think and think about something over and over and over again. I honestly didn't know there was another option. And until recovery, I didn't realize that it wasn't even helping. In fact, it was harming me. Thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking was activating my inner drugstore of adrenaline and cortisol, keeping me in a state of arousal and keeping me out of the moment, keeping me from action. Recovery programs are programs of action, 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 action. I once heard someone in recovery say, thinking is not one of the steps. Ruminating was a very comfortable pattern of behavior for me. I did it my entire life. I guess on some level, I figured that if I thought about things enough, I'd figure out a solution, but I never did. Now, if I hear myself think, I'll figure it out, I know I am fucked. It is not going to happen. Ruminating was not comforting. It never led to a solution. It kept my body in a state of tension and arousal. It kept me in inaction, which meant things never changed. All that thinking was getting me nowhere except stressed and paralyzed from acting. So if you're doing something that's comfortable for you, I urge you to think about whether it is comforting. That is, does it lead to your well-being? Perhaps it is comfortable, but not comforting. While I'm talking about comfortableness, I want to say that even though we are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain, that is to seek comfort, we need to become okay with some level of discomfort. In this society, we are constantly bombarded with messages that try to make us believe that we should feel happy and satisfied all the time and that discomfort of any kind is bad. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Permanent discomfort is bad. I grew up in a dysfunctional family, so I had a very high tolerance for dysfunction. I put up with shit for years that I didn't have to. I didn't know that I didn't have to. I kind of didn't even know that I was putting up with shit until it was gone. That is not okay. But being okay with temporary discomfort is a whole nother story. For example, if you need to have a difficult conversation with someone, perhaps you need to assert a boundary with them. That might be temporarily uncomfortable, but it will lead to your long-term well-being. That temporary discomfort will lead to long-term comfort. Because you are able to manage going through an uncomfortable situation momentarily to, for example, set a boundary, that means you're going to be able to live the kind of life you want to live because you're setting the boundaries around your life in the way you want to. That momentary discomfort leads to long-term comfort in your life. It leads to your well-being. So there's a balance in terms of the level of comfort we have in our life. I urge you to think about this distinction between comfortable and comforting. There are things we do that are so familiar and so habitual that they're comfortable for us, but they are not comforting. I urge you to stretch out of your comfort zone and work on doing things that are comforting to yourself. It may be uncomfortable to do so at first, especially if you have a lifelong pattern of self-loathing, self-neglect, and self-harm. So let's make the shift to doing things that are comforting, like taking care of yourself, talking kindly to yourself, setting boundaries for yourself, putting yourself first so that just like they talk about on an airplane, you're putting the oxygen mask on yourself first because you can't help other people if you're passed out from lack of oxygen. You have to metaphorically anyway, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. It is not selfish to take care of your own needs. In fact, if you do take care of yourself You'll have more energy to take care of others if that's what you choose to do. And you'll have a life that is comforting, not just comfortable. You'll show others that it's possible to have both a life that's comfortable and comforting. But don't forget that there are times when we have to deal with some level of discomfort momentarily to get to well-being, where the real comfort is. Those old destructive ways may have been comfortable while they lasted, and you may have some grief when you leave them behind, but leave them behind we must if we want to be happy, joyous, and free. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.